The South African Jewish Board of Deputies is the organization that engages with the South African government on behalf of the Jewish community. Join Cherie Zephard for the next hour to find out what the SAJBD has been up to. 101.9 High FM. President Cyril Ramaphosa has described gender-based violence in this country as a second pandemic. Earlier this week on Women's Day, Mankind Project hosted a dialogue to help counter gender-based violence. Part of the discussion was on the pressing need for men to start really listening to what it is that women are saying. To tell me more about it, I'm joined by two MKP community members, Gary Elliman and Umji Kirsten. Um, good afternoon, gentlemen. Hi, Cherise. How are you? Good afternoon, Cherise. Uh, it's so good to be on air with you. Umji, let's start with you then. Uh, you and I chatted about a year ago, around about this time, about gender-based violence, and we haven't seen a decrease in the year. In fact, during COVID-19, it's become a bigger issue. Is there an end in sight? So I feel that COVID has, has actually contributed to, to there being more, I'm going to safely say, unsettled men out there. Um, and that's because they possibly triggered more and in more confined spaces and possibly connecting with women um, that they did not have as much contact with before COVID uh, and as continuously. So it's maybe putting pressure on them and yeah, the figures are definitely not reflecting that we're moving in the right direction around gender-based violence. So it's uh, on the one level, it's sad. On the other level, I'm pretty optimistic and uh, organizations like the Mankind Project are geared towards helping men mature and uh, and be able to take more responsibility and be more accountable for their thoughts, words, and actions. Um, and, yeah, it seems like it's a slow process um, so far, but, you know, the more traction we get with more um, that's been shared, and I know we did a wonderful project on Sunday again as a repeat from last year, and Gary knows more about uh, what uh, what went on on Sunday, and I'd love for him to explain that. But uh, we are definitely, uh, we saddened, disappointed uh, about how men are, maybe still not maturing and and I'd say it's a culture shift that we need to undergo as a nation. Gary, please uh, can you tell us more about what happened this Sunday? Yeah, so um about a year ago in September last year we ran a campaign called Triple Nine Four Nine and I say we, but you know the Mankind Project is just a, is a bunch of men. We're all just a part of a community and, and one of the men in my community decided we needed to take a stand. Um, following the death of Nene in the post office in Cape Town, and he lived just around the corner. So we ran a campaign last year on the 9th of September where men were to come out and stand on, on street corners for nine minutes at nine o'clock in the morning, triple nine four nine. This year, one of the men decided he wanted to put together this initiative of listening to women. And the premise was if women could speak to men um, knowing that they wouldn't be interrupted, what would they say? And just to share with us some of the challenges that they go through. So that was a really successful event that, that we ran on Sunday, and, and the recording is available on our, on our Facebook page at MKP South Africa. But that's just, you know, bringing some awareness. So what we're trying to do with it, with this campaign is, is really to educate and to start to build some common understanding and some empathy so that men can, you know, start to understand that women are also people and they need to be treated as people, not as women. Gary, you speak about giving women a voice, but there is a huge awareness in our community around the need uh, against gender-based violence, yet men continue to 
beat and kill women. Why? So I always like to say uh, healthy men don't beat and kill women, you know. So it's a symptom of a broader problem in our society where, and this is not an excuse, but it's a symptom of a broader, a broader problem in our society that men and women are struggling with, with life, with the pressures of life, with the expectations of life, and, you know, lash out in an unhealthy way. And because men are physically stronger than women, it tends to be men that lash out, or it's more visible when men lash out, and they are the, the bulk of the, of the problem. So, you know, what, what we need to be working on in a society, the question we need to be asking is, how do we deal with some of the underlying stresses and traumas that men go through? How do we make it okay for men to, to walk away from the social pressure of, I must be the provider, I must, you know, there's a whole bunch of stereotypes that men believe that they must live in, that they must live up to. And, um, when they're struggling with those, for some men, the solution seems to be lash out at somebody that's weaker than me. And that's not a healthy situation. So there's an underlying health problem that, that as a society we're ignoring. And, and until we address those root causes, that, you know, that's kind of the work that we're trying to do in the Mankind Project is to help men to start to look at their lives and the choices that they make and to make better choices. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a societal problem that we need to deal with. It's, it's not just gender-based violence. It's the underlying root causes. No matter what Mankind Project or any other project uh, does, it's still a, a relative drop in the ocean. So I, I'd love to, to, to the best of my ability, offer a few practical tips. I feel that communication, clear communication is lacking, and, and some call it um, nonviolent communication. And what that might translate into is if two people are unsettled about something, to try to understand what each other's needs and what each other's wants are. And that would take active listening. So this project that we ran this year is uh, based on we're listening. Uh, so the Mankind Project did this Sunday on the 9th. A... Um, an exercise on video with three women relating to each one of them to three men that only listened to them for 15 minutes. And they were, they came from a diverse range of, uh, of, uh, background, these women and, and these men. And I think it's, it's exercises like this where women get a chance just to air without any interruptions and be given the chance to express what they need, what they want, and, and, and I suppose mainly what their feelings are. And, and I think men in general, we're not, um, you know, so this is my opinion, but it seems to carry weight that we're not in touch with our feelings as much as women are. And, uh, we don't possibly know how to deal with our feelings ourselves. So one of the ways we can, we can open up is to, is to say, I don't understand you. Could you explain yourself better? And to maybe instead of responding with what I think I heard, um, to actually check what did I, what did you actually say by repeating what what has been said? So that comes from the background, a structure called nonviolent communication or clear communication. I think it leaves room for deeper 
attentive listening where, like Gary says, empathy can come in, uh, further understanding can come in. And not just women, but men could understand, um, men could be understood better by the women. And it might just be that there's different value systems. And, and once they see the differences, maybe then they can work on, on aligning further. Cause I think, Ultimately, the, the, the majority might mean well, especially if there's children involved. You know, uh, parents might want to do what's best for their children. So at the risk of rambling on, uh, I'd just like to emphasize that active listening without having an agenda of needing to be heard and needing to, to make one's mark. And, and a man might do that in the form of violence. So, um, it's, it's for men maybe just to, maybe just to breathe more and listen more. Gary, Umji talks about values, value systems. And to what extent are we socialized into our gender roles? And to what extent can we come out of that socialization? So I think we're very socialized into our gender roles. You know, one of the ones that, that so I, I learn by watching my father and mother. Um, I then interact with my partner in the way that my father interacted with, with my, my mother and my children, my, my sons and my daughters watch how I'm interacting with their, with, with their mother. And, and based on that, it kind of trains them as to how they would, you know, they would respond. And a really simple example, and it, it took me a long time to get my head around this, but, you know, my wife would often get frustrated. She would say, uh, you know, I, I need help in the, you didn't help me in the kitchen as an example. And I might say to her, well, you didn't ask, but that comes from an expectation by the man that it's actually the woman's problem to sort out the kitchen. It's a societal norm. So I'm kind of expecting to be asked. And why should the woman have to ask for help? When it's not, you know, it's a, it's a shared responsibility. So it, it's the societal pattern that we've all, that we've all grown up with, most of us anyway. And it's my responsibility as a man to say, I want to teach my children a different example. You know, and this is part of listening to, and the, the listening part that Andre was talking about is I didn't really understand the problem and the impact because it was invisible to me because this is just how, this is just how men are. But now that I'm aware of that, I can do something about it. That's that's where listening happens. It's about awareness and going, how can I behave differently to be more fair um, and to actually just, you know, have a better relationship with my partner, which ultimately I want. I think you raise the relationship between men and women um, beautifully and and talk about that. But the, the problem seems to be men on men in terms of toxic masculinity. And perhaps you can just um, take unpack what that actually means. And to what extent men who experience violence continued on to a weaker, more vulnerable? So I'm not going to try and give an encyclopedia example of toxic masculinity, but as a straightforward example, as a child at school, I had glasses from the age of six. I didn't play much sport. I wasn't very interested. I liked to read. So I'd, I had to suffer, I suffered a fair amount of, um, of social uh, Consequences from not being part of the norm of what it, you're not seen to be a man. And, and that's where toxic masculinity for me comes into play. It's somebody that doesn't fit the, the mold of being sporty or being, you know, whatever manly is supposed to be defined as, um, is immediately, uh, hammered, not necessarily physically. It can be emotionally, uh, as well. So that has a definite role to play. And, and that, that why, why it's toxic is because it, because it, it seems to be recognized as that's okay if you're a man, that kind of behavior, the bullying and the, um, you know, it's, it's okay if you're a man, but if you're a girl, it tends to be called out. That That's the toxic part of it is that society says boys will be boys. It's, it's, it's not a problem. 
Um, how does that show up for, 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 for gender-based violence is that very often it's, it's, my, it's my judgment that the men that lash out at, their, at weaker people, at their partners, at their children, um, you know, etc., are struggling with shame and, 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 you know, a personal feeling of not being good enough. And because they have nowhere to deal with that, that feeling, they lash out at their partner. So it becomes an expression of fear or an expression of shame that gets translated into violence because in terms of tox, you know, a toxic view of masculinity, anger is an acceptable emotion to show, but fear or sadness or shame are not. Um, and that's where toxic masculinity feeds the whole process. Yes, so Gary touched on um, a an underlying tone of where possibly lots of adults, grown-ups, are um, inhibited, not being good enough or not being ready enough or not being worthy enough. And this generally translates into something that's happened that can be traced way back into childhood. And most of us don't have the resources or don't know that it can trace back to something as sensitive and as far back as our childhood. And so most of us don't deal with this and don't have these personal growth uh, shifts that we make in how we can mature. And if only more men could reach out and say, I'm dealing with anger, with frustration, with irritation, with self-doubt, with sadness, um, with lacking of feeling fulfilled, um, and, and just reach out, even if it's if it is to their best buddies or projects like the Mankind Project, or um, or professional um, counselor, coach, uh, you know. So I coach, and 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 that comes up a lot as an underline that I'm sad, that I'm deeply, I'm deeply hurt that that in my childhood. I was not seen or not recognized and, and they might still be seeking for significance from society and maybe it's going to show up more in, in their relationships with their partners or close relationships and, and they might not know any other way of dealing with it. So I'd say it, it, it is a sad state that men are not seeking more support and I just want to humbly offer that there are actually avenues similar to Mankind Project where, where men could seek support. And, and deal with what's underneath this anger. Uh, you, you're talking about re-education, basically, that people have been socialized or frustrated or whatever, and now's a chance for re-education. Do you think improved justice could help contribute, or do you think punitive action won't make it better? So I, I, I think, you know, and I'm, not a, I'm no expert, so this is really where I'm, I'm pushing my boundaries a little bit. I, punitive action is too late. Firstly, the, the damage has been done. Secondly, we have one of the most highly criminalized societies in the world, I think. So, so it's, it's not the root causes where, you know, it's men that, that, that tell other men that this behavior is not acceptable. When, when, um, the abuser talks about this and they don't always talk about it, but if, you know, we, we let men get away, men let men get away with all sorts of bad behavior. And it's our responsibility to say, you know, that's just not funny. That's just not acceptable. That's just not, that's not that's not manly. Please don't do that. You know. So I think that punishing after the fact is is too late. It's, it obviously has a role to play, um, but really it's, it's prevention. And as I'm just said, you know, what we try to do in the Mankind Project is just create opportunities for men to come and, and have a space to to talk and share what what's going on in their life without judgments. 
um, and find an, find an avenue to, to get support rather than lashing out. Um, it's about, as I said, you creating healthy men. So there is so much more we could talk about on this topic, and it's um, a topic we, we can return to again and again. So anytime you are having sessions or whatever, please let me know. But in the meantime, Gary, if anybody would like to be in touch with the Mankind Project, what should they do? So the, the easiest thing for them to do is to go to our website, which is mankindproject.co.za, and there they will be able to find contact details. Um, and Umji, you mentioned that you do coaching and mindfulness. If anybody would like help with that, what, what do you recommend? Okay, so I've got a Facebook page called Wellness with Omji, and that's wellness as it's normally spelt with OMG spelled A-U-M-J-I. It's a good reference point because I've got a few videos there that are, that are user friendly around discernment and healthy fathering, uh, and healthy relationships and some techniques like breathing techniques of how one could release stress, anxiety, frustration. And it's a good way of contacting me as well if somebody seeked to be mentored or to be coached. Um, yes. I mean, we all are aware that, you know, COVID-19, we're over four months in lockdown, that our society is an extremely stressed and anxious society and things are not looking great in terms of the economy. So I think in terms of mindfulness, breathing, uh, there's a lot that can be done and should be done in terms of helping people. Oh, geez. So I think that's not just men, but men and women and teenagers and whoever needs that kind of help in terms of finding that balance. It's a great opportunity. And um, Gary and Umji, you know, you have to continue the incredible work that you do do. Thank you very much for joining me. Thanks, Sirius. Appreciate it. Yeah, I just love to end with I think Gary alluded to this. It's important for men that see other men uh, that do not behave in an appropriate way and lash out in violence. It's for these other men to represent uh, what healthy masculine is and to to call it and to to help prevent that violence from being carried out. So so men can support other men that might not know what to do with their violence uh, or violent um, behavior. Absolutely. Uh, it's time for people to say that behavior is no longer funny and it's no longer acceptable and it won't be tolerated anymore and hope for a better society for at least our, our children and grandchildren. That was Gary Elliman and Umji Kristen, both members of the Mankind Project community. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Therese.